We're going to need this bloke uh, to lift us off the canvas, so to speak, Brian. That's mm. what we're trying to do here. And we're talking about the great, the great man himself, Mark Bosnich. And I'm pleased to say for Stan Sport, he is on the line. Boz, hey, Boz. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, going good. What did you do yesterday, Boz? Where did you go to the um, bird cage? Yesterday? Or uh, no, 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 nothing like that. No, nothing like that. I, I haven't been to Melbourne for, for a, a bit of time. I, look, I always love the Melbourne Cup, there's no doubt, but I, I don't think it's got quite the same allure now. And that's, I think, because of the, the Everest. I mm. think, uh, you know, you know I, that's just my, my feeling anyway. But, look, it's, it's always a, a traditionally great day here in Australia. Um, I actually went to a Gut Foundation lunch. Um, so uh, that was uh, that was very good, and done my training as usual. I went to the fish market place, yes. so I didn't see that. No, so they, and got myself re- got myself ready uh, for all the games that were on this morning, and for tomorrow morning, and for Friday morning as well. Just before we get into that, what's the Gut Foundation? What what are they doing? Is well, it- the, well, Dr. Ross Walker, who's on Two GP on on a Sunday night, if people listen to him, he's an excellent uh, proponent of. He's a cardiologist of all types of health. And, and he's the chairman of the foundation. And, yes. and uh, it's basically to do with everything, you know, to do with your stomach. And so my my speech was about the link between the stomach. As we know, you know both of you know, uh, in sport, we, we do so much work on the core, on the outside. But on the inside, it's so important because it can contribute to so many problems. And everyone is different in terms of their genes and their hormones and what they're perhaps resistant to or not. So it's very, very important. Pretty much everything in terms of health can start from there. I do listen to that uh, cardiologist, and he's a big advocate of taking uh, Viagra. Oh, yeah. Yep. I listened to him after the, on the Sunday coming home. Jeez, where are you? Where are you, Boz? Uh, it's a, at a windy place here yes. in Daisyville. Sounds right? like you're hang on. train, yeah. No, um, no it feels like that with the wind. No, these clouds look threatening. I can tell you. All right, well, we'll, yeah, we don't want to get threatened by anything. Just get into it. Let's, where do you want to start, mate? Where do you want to start? Well, we'll, we'll start with a game that, that we that we chose this morning, which was uh, a fantastic game between AC Milan and, and Paris Saint-Germain. And this is in the toughest group. I know they call it the group of death. The other two teams are Dortmund and Newcastle. Newcastle beat uh, – sorry, Newcastle lost to Dortmund earlier on. And Milan, who basically really had to do something, um, pulled off a magnificent performance to win 2-1. And they hadn't won in six games. So it was a bit of an underdog story. And PSG still, you know, as good as they were, still not looking quite the team that you think, you know, are they going to, you know, reach their holy grail and go on and win it? So they're doing well in the French league. Um, but this is the second loss that they've suffered so far in this tournament. Uh, the other great story from this morning was Shakhtar Donetsk beating Barcelona. And Shakhtar Donetsk haven't played at home for two years. Uh, and they've had to sell pretty much all of their players. Uh, and for them to beat Barcelona, the game was played in Hamburg or something uh, that was another fantastic story. Uh, in terms of the other games, uh, pretty much Manchester City guaranteed their spot with an easy win over your team, Fletch, young boys. Yeah, they got and pumped. Well, the <laughs> same, same, same group. Uh, uh, Lazio beat Feyenoord 1-0. Celtic still haven't won a game in the Champions League since 2017. They got beat 6-0 away from home from Atletico Madrid. Although, to be fair, they did have a player sent off, but rightly so, Maeda, in the first half. And in Barcelona and Shakhtar's group, FC Porto beat Antwerp 2-0. So that makes that group a little bit, you know, we thought Barcelona win, they guarantee their position. But now they've just got to look over the shoulder a little bit uh, for the last two match days. What are we looking forward to tomorrow morning for Stan, uh, Boz? 
Well, the goal of groups A to D, uh, the main game that we're going to have is uh, FC Copenhagen versus Manchester United. We know Manchester United haven't been going through a great spell recently. Uh, they beat Copenhagen uh, two weeks ago, but uh, they were fortunate. Their goalkeeper, Andre Anana, Manchester United saved the penalty in the last minute. So Manchester United are on three points. Bayern Munich are in that group. They're on nine points already. They're already qualified. Galatasaray are on four points. So it's a very important game for both teams. Copenhagen are very, very tough to beat at home. They didn't lose last season at home. Um, and they're leading the, the Danish competition, which they've won the last two years straight. So it'll be a tough game. And the other game that stands out, that's our main game. The other game that stands out is Arsenal coming off the back of, a, of that controversial defeat against Newcastle on the weekend. They take on Sevilla, which is another very, very close group in Group B. Uh, all the other, Real Madrid should go through tomorrow. They should beat Braga. Um, PSV, uh, Eindhoven in Arsenal's group play against Lon Salzburg, Inter in Group D. Uh, and Real Sociedad versus Benfica, Napoli Union, Berlin as well. But that's those are the two main games that we're going to be concentrating on. And like I said, big, big game for Manchester United because of all the trouble that's been going uh, with Manchester United and all the talk about the sale of the club. Um, you know, a lot of people said, well, Eric Ten Hag, the new manager, you know, he should be the safest. You know, he should be the safest, the safest ship uh, in, in the port. But if they don't happen to qualify through this Champions League group, which is a very qualifiable group, and they continue to have their up and down form in the Premier League, the pressure is going to turn on him in a big way. Hey, um, Boz, just that wind, that wind's really. Are you okay? I'm you yeah. you not on a I'm roof. I'm trying to walk you're everywhere roof, to, try to find a spot where it's not so windy. Yeah. Daceyville, yeah. I know where you're at. You're at David Phillips Field, aren't you? Yeah. Where it's just open. That's right. That's yeah. right here to, at uh, Union of New South Wales. It's a, yeah. it's a lovely, lovely facility. It is lovely. Yeah. But it sounds like you're up there with the seagulls just floating around. Um, it's just windy, buddy. It's just windy. No, I know. Windy. I know. I know. I know. Hey, just go, can we just talk about Ange for a second? I thought he handled himself really well yes. in that press conference. What say you, MB? Yeah, I, I think he did. And, and what he said was very, very good. But it must be said as well. Uh, he didn't uh, – yeah, I don't think he really had any cause for complaint. Um, you know, they were well beaten. Um, and the two players and decisions that they have having sent off, those two players are actually lucky to be on in the first place, especially in Doggy, who got sent off in the second half for a second bookable offence. Um, but oh, sorry, what was his name? What, he said, <laughs> what was his name? Udoggy, Udoggy how's that? Yeah, yeah Udoggy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's all he's not last. His name's uh, not so, What's look, his they, style they went, like? They, look, it, <laughs> <laughs> You're a classic. Uh, they 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 went they went ahead through Kulisevsky. That they they were playing well. Chelsea, who are another team that had a real up and down side uh, you know, time, you have to say, um, you know, fully deserved their win and really could have put the put the game away much earlier. It must be said. So this is where the confusion I think came in with a lot of people. From a tactical point of view, the line that he played in terms, and what I mean by that is, is how high he had his defenders. It was very, very risky. I think over risky. But one thing that his team can be and the supporters can be very proud of is that even when they went down to nine men, they kept going to try to get an equaliser. It was only really, they had a really good chance through Son, um, close to the 90th minute, um, where uh, it was saved by the Chelsea goalkeeper and Chelsea went up the other end and scored. That sort of made it convincing, but I think a lot of people got you know conflated the two issues, you know, saying this is the way he plays. this is the way he plays. Yes, but from a tactical perspective, they have to sort that out because having that higher line is kind of like playing Russian roulette. All it takes is one decent through ball, and and that can mean curtains. That's a big test now, and we've said this. You know, he had a fantastic start, but we said there will be a big test coming when they have suspensions and injuries. Well, Romero, the doggy will be out. Madison, one of his good players, looks as though he's going to be out. 
Van de Van, his centre back, he looked as though he's going to be out because he, he pulled a hamstring in that first half. Uh, Richarlson as well looked as though that he's going to be out. So this is going to be a true test of not only Andrew's uh, managing abilities, but also the depth of, of Tottenham squad because they've got Wolverhampton Wanderers away this uh, this week, and that won't be an easy game at all. Hey Boz, are you aligned with yeah. any with any um, A League team? Do you do any like coaching or no. any, any work with what? What about young goalkeepers? Has anyone come to you and said? Oh, th- if, if somebody, like, you know, I'm here now with my young boy. If somebody came up to me and said, like, you know, listen, could you just take my young son or young daughter for a session? No problem whatsoever. I say, yeah, if, if I've got time, of course, I'll do it. But not an official role, no. Mm-hmm. And and I and, and no. And, and look, you know, I don't work in the A-League anymore. So, but when I did, I always thought that that would be a, a, a little bit of a conflict for me to maybe work with just one team rather than give the benefit of, of my experience to everybody working on TV. Yeah, what about the national team? Did you ever get down there and... I'll, I'll go down and watch them, but I'll go down and watch it. But I don't like to go down there in any type of way and, and to undermine, you know, any of the manager or the, or the current goalkeeper. I don't like to do that at all. I'll go down there more as a fan, just like I was like when I was a young kid and just watch them train because I just love the game. I've got another question too. This, the so- soccer players or football players, what, what does their training consist of? Are they in the gym a lot or they, is it all just on the field? Well, that, that depends, on what, no, it depends on what time of season. And, and look, and you know that as well. You know, if you look, let's just put it this way: if you want to be good at rugby league, your main training should be playing rugby league. Yeah. Okay. Now, in our game, there's a lot of different types of, uh, uh, you could say, qualities that are involved in the fitness side. So you want your explosivity, but you also want to have, you know, the, the endurance to make sure you can go throughout the whole game. Uh, midfield runners will do, you know, between 15 and 20 kilometres a game, but it's at a different pace to strikers and defenders will do. And as we know from a fitness perspective, running, you know, sprinting can take, even if you do half the distance that somebody does at three-quarter pace, takes more out of you as it attacks your central nervous system. So it depends on what time of, time of the season. Just to sum it up quickly, off-season, you, you're more doing the strength to build yourself up. Mm. As you get and the endurance, as you get towards the season, you're looking towards the explosive side, which is which is more important. But if you've got three games a week, you've got to be very, very careful of how many explosive sessions you do per week because, as we know, it not only takes out of your fast-switch fibres but also your central nervous system. And you don't want to overload yourself because then you suffer an injury and then you can be you can set yourself back up in two months. Yeah, catch twenty two. What about whack a mole? I reckon that would be good down in Ulladulla. It's a fun land down there. Remember, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, whack a mole. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that would well, be. Now, what is it? What is it? I well, there's the moles. These moles pop, pop up, and you just got to whack the mole. I reckon that. Oh, would... that's your reflexes. So that would be that would That'd be, be great right for, for you. A goalkeeper. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a goalkeeper. Just no send problem. them down to Ulladulla and just whack moles all day. No, no, very true. Goalkeepers, goalkeepers training is is not yeah. It is different. It's it's more obviously hand-eye coordination. Mm. As as the back pass rule has become more and more, uh, you could say, prevalent in terms of the way teams play out from the back, they have had to become much, much better with their feet. But the majority of work for goalkeepers is about explosivity. And if you're talking about in the gym as well, and as you, you'll notice, for explosivity as in, as in, you know, short reps, short sets, but really explosive and, and moving force at a real fast speed because, you know, you can get as big as you want, but if you're slow, it doesn't make any difference, right? Mm, that's right. So I'm just mm. – you're a wealth of knowledge. Clubs mm. should be clamouring over to get you. Speaking of uh, explosivity, Boz, uh, yourself yeah. and yeah. Magnuson on Friday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How we go? 
really good, really yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, and speaking about in the gym, boy, I tell you what, like he's he looks like a bodybuilder. He looks brilliant, yeah. absolutely. Training's on the gear. He, he was uh, he was sorry. Training's on the gear. No, I don't know. no, no, he's just. He's just, he's been doing a lot of, a lot of, he's been doing the more bodybuilding weights. He looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. Looks and good. he hosted the show really well, mate. Really, really well. And look, there was a few things I wanted to say about what was going on at this moment uh, with the A-League and so forth. And to be fair to him, he, he gave me the, the platform in, mm. and he also added uh, his counsel, which is always important, I believe, because somebody from the outside, although people might say, well, hang on a minute. You know, you haven't played the game, no, but they might be able to af- offer a different perspective that other people can't by watching it from afar. So that was really good. And Brooksy and Marky were good too. They're there listening to me right now. It was good. And we had a, well, we had a, we had a, a, you know, a unbelievable amount of calls and, and texts and everything that came in. So, which was good. We just showed that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that still very much care about the game and, and the direction that it's going. Was there any texts that sort of left you a bit perplexed? that came through, random texts, all in a hurry at no, one time. Really. No. no, not really. No, look, no, we were looking. Look, we we you know, look, no problem. There's problems everywhere. Mm. Everyone's got problems and yeah. so forth. So, so the difference, the difference being, oh, well, I always try to make a difference. Say, all right, here's the problem. Let's not dwell on it. What are the solutions? Mm. And some of the solutions that came across from a, a whole range of people. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, some of them that people will sit back and listen and say, you know what, you know, these are our real, if you want to say customers, I don't like using that word, but these are the people, these are our shareholders of the game, the fans. Without them, you know, we, we, we're not nothing, but we're nowhere near what we are without those fans. It's very, very important for any sport that the fans do have a say, that they do have their say, and then the people at the top make their decisions, and then people like us hold them to account. Simple as that. Boz, um, you, know, you I mean, you're, you're quite famous in your, in your own, right? You're a celebrity. I'm watching Millie Vanilli at the moment. Did you ever meet Millie Vanilli? No, I didn't. No. I didn't. Wasn't it that guy that that done that song and then they said it was false? Yeah, they were they were lip syncing. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a documentary. Yeah. There's two dudes. Yeah, Rob and no, Fab. No, 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 no. Didn't meet Millie Vanilli, oh, buddy. Boz, didn't meet Millie Vanilli. Why to... did you? No, I would have loved to. I, that, that, I was about fifteen or sixteen mm. when they came on. So they had uh, "Blame yeah. on the Rain." Yep. Uh, yeah. Girl, don't lose my number. Uh, what's the other yeah. one, Rooksy? Anyway, girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah, it's yeah. on Paramount. Plus. And anyway, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. let's go on to regularly. I wanted to ask you two a question. What was going on with that crowd between between the Kiwis and Australia? How come it was so? Because it's November so in, in Hamilton. Hamilton. No one cares. It's November. Yeah, we... It was disappointing. Though. But why? It's like it's international rugby. You got to promote it. Like yeah. it's it's the future for you. We saw that in the World Cup. Yeah, especially if you spread the talent. It, it, it could be something really big. Well, I don't understand. Why, it, just, it wasn't a good look at all. It wasn't a good look, but I can understand. When we, we moved Origin, it was all due to COVID. We moved it at the end of yeah. the year. People, for whatever reason, cricket's on. Yeah. They just don't, they're just not interested. Hey, Boz, what they are interested in the listeners, uh, Sula has texted through and said, um, Boz was great on Friday. Yeah. Did he end up on Julian King's show as well afterwards? What happened there? Oh, you know, because we had so many calls, and and because as you as you both know, and as, as the other two there know, you know, when I get on a, on a roll, that I, I sometimes speak a little bit too much. Uh, no, we, we couldn't do all. We, Wash your mouth yeah, out. Wash we couldn't. We couldn't. We could. Yeah, well, we couldn't do all the calls. So I felt bad because I thought these people are taking the time out and showed how much they cared by calling. The least I can do is to stay back on Julian King's show and ask him permission. Is okay? Can I take the calls on his first fifteen minutes? Which thankfully he did, and I said thank you to give the people, like I said, the right to speak. 
And then you're on Cam Luke's show at midnight as well. <laughs> Is that right? I would have stayed there till midnight. Because like I said to you, yeah. I, oh. the, the fans for me are the most important people in any sport. Mate. The, Boz, the, you are a national treasure. You are. And the boy, I tell you what, I ran into James. And, and I, I grew up, Boz, not knowing soccer so well, right? And, and this guy, James, yeah, up in the Gold Coast, he said, mate, trust me, Mark Bosnich was one of the most talented Australian athletes we have ever seen. He was no. waxing well, that's very nice of you. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Tony. But thank you hadn't met much. you hadn't met Millie Vanilli. Are you sure, Boz? You'd never come <laughs> across telling, Millie Vanilli. I'm telling you, Fletch. When we went to that AFL Grand Final with you and your mate Hindy that yeah. time, yep. yeah, right now, and remember, I I was actually I did well. Put it this way, I I had lemonades all day. So remember, okay, right. yeah. I told you pretty much everything because I respected you both and I trusted you both. Did I ever mention during that day, which went on for about eight hours, did I ever mention the name Millie Vanilli? No, you didn't, but I don't remember <laughs> Thank much. You very of, much. I don't Thank remember, you very much. I don't so, remember when, much of that but, day. Was. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter, but I didn't mention that name, did I? So no. I would, if I would have told you, I would have told you then because <laughs> in terms of questions and answers, I reckon you two asked me more questions that day. Absolutely. Then yeah. probably a prime minister gets asked over a period of three and a half years. Boz, you are, you are like a bona fide celebrity. You were knocking around some of the great – okay, Elton John. Have you met Elton John? No. Okay. Uh, Freddie Mercury. I know where you're going with this. I'm not no, going anywhere. No, let's change the subject. Let's talk about Friday morning. Remember, after tomorrow, I know where you're going with this. I'm not saying this. Yeah, so don't, that trust and that respect that I placed in you, don't abuse it. I'm not abusing it. I'm not. Yes, you are. I know where you're going. You're very strategic, Flex. I know you like. I know you better than you do. I'm yeah. not. I'm Strategy. Not. Hey, hey, Brian, yeah. so this is the story that James told me. Yep. He said that, and Boz, I may get the names wrong here, whether it's the team. He said that. Bozza was a 14-year-old, and the first-grade team, Marconi, I think it was, invited him, yeah. invited him down to trial or to train with them, and you smashed him, absolutely smashed him as a 14-year-old. Is that true, yes or no? Yes, it is, yes. Right. 14. Yeah. And then how did you end up – did you who, – who poached you to go over to England? Like there was it? there was a chap uh, there was a chap over here called Alan Vest uh, who was originally from England. He used to run soccer camps at a place in uh, at Park Lee, and he would get the the best boys from usually thirteen to sixteen, and we'd go there on the holidays. And I was going on a holiday to Europe when I was fifteen years of age, and he knew the youth team coach at Liverpool, so he arranged for a trial for me uh, at the end of that holiday when I was there with uh, mum and dad and my sister to go to Liverpool. And I was uh, Kenny Dalglish, who was manager at the time, wanted to sign me. I dad wanted me to finish what was back then year ten. I don't know what they call it now, but year ten that was the basic sort of you know finish yeah. the schooling because it was around September time. But during that September, between that September eighty seven and say July eighty eight, in between in between that time, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, got in contact with the late Eddie Thompson, who used to be the national team coach, and flew me over in March of 1988 and basically at the end of two weeks sort of locked me in the room and, and sort of said, you, you're not going anywhere until you sign here. So that was it. So what was his name? Vest. James Vest. Alan Vest. Alan That's Vest. Right. That's right. So if it wasn't yeah. for Vesty, yep. you wouldn't have been going overseas. Well, there was a lot of, there was a lot of people I could attribute that to. There was another, there was a goalkeeping coach over here. It was an ex Australian international called Ron Corrie who I could attribute pretty much everything to. He was oh, okay. absolutely outstanding for me and he worked me very, very hard from, age 12 until I left at age 16. And so little things like that. And very, very lucky 
very, very lucky is I have parents who worked so hard that to make sure that I had the opportunity to go and play professional football. Very fortunate. Imagine how good you would have been if you had to go and whack a mole. <laughs> you would have been, mate, you would have been absolutely even better than you were. I'm going to go play whack a mole. You know what? Like, you know what? I got to say, you know, I told, I told you this that day at the AFL grand final. You're lucky I didn't play rugby league. I would have come after you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Hey, boys, we're going to run, mate. But the, the, the board has oh, lit, lit up. up. They, they love the boys. It's as simple as that. Mate, go and enjoy the win convention and we'll catch you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good luck with that electricity hydro scheme. Yeah. (laughs) I love the buzzer. Watch every UEFA Champions League match exclusive and ad-free live and on demand on Stan Sport. Plenty still to come. It's the run home with Joel and Fletcher. Wacky team, get your nominations in because there's there's an A-grade hat coming your way or a Michael hat. Can't wait.